This is the OTP, better known as the official Titans podcast. I'm Amy Wells, and we are joined by a very special guest today. It's been the NFL as a coach for a very long time, over 30 years. And more importantly, he is returning as the Titans radio color analyst, Coach Mac, Dave McGinnis, how are you? Amy, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be sitting here in the facility at the OTP with you and Jeff. This is outstanding. We are good very, how's very the summer? Tech- good. So good. So good. It feels good to be back, though. It's football time, right? I feel like we're getting the band back together. It feels good. No, it always does. And that's this time of year, you know, having been involved in this as long as I had, you always, this is the time when it's winding down. You know, I talk about it from a coach and a player perspective. I mean, every day you wake up, you look, you, you know it's coming, you know training camp's coming, but about this time, everybody's ready for it to be here. Because and especially with the anticipation as as exciting as this year is going to be for all of us here with the Titans in Nashville, the anticipation. I, I, I promise you, these coaches they've been ready to go back to work for about the last week because you can only take off so much time in this league. There's definitely an energy in this building. It really kind of feels like the first day of school. You know, people are starting to trickle back into the building, and you're seeing your old friends. You're getting back into the routine. There's definitely an excitement around here. No, there's a real excitement. You know, I just, I, I got back to town in Nashville about 10 days ago, you know, got my place, you know, set up here. And you can feel, and I've already been out, you know, in the city quite a bit, and you can just feel the anticipation. This is a great football city. It's a great football uh, region. It really is. And, and you, can, you can feel it. And this building, I said this last year, and I'll repeat it again, the atmosphere and the vibe and what's going on in this franchise is really, really solid. I've been in this league for 30 plus years. I know good from bad. It doesn't take long to, to look at something and, and say, this is going in the right direction or this is going sideways. This place here is going in the right direction. And it starts at the top. You know, I mean, Amy Adams Strunk has impressed me so much with what she's done. You know, she and Kenneth, uh, you know, the ownership and then all the way through, you know, to the, the front office, uh, John Robinson, I thought Mike Vrabel was a tremendous hire. I know a lot of these coaches on this staff. Uh, and plus, I, I'll just say this, the support group for the Titans, the eight years I spent here as a coach, a lot of these same people are still here. They are first class people in the National Football League. And this is, it's exciting to be a part of it. And I'm i am really happy to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that they wanted me back to do this. I had other choices to go other places, but this is where I wanted to come because there are good things going on here. And it's going to be very, very exciting. Well, Coach Mack, in your first year as an analyst for Titans Radio. Was there something that surprised you about that? Was there something that kind of struck you as, oh, I wasn't expecting this? Amy, there was, because, you know, I've spent, you know, over 40 years counting college in the National Football League on the other side of the business, you know, you know, answering the questions, being on the other side of the microphone. When I was a head coach, I had my own radio show, I had my own television show, but to see behind the scenes on the other side of it, the preparation that goes into 
making this work from this side of it, it was very impressive. Uh, when I first started doing games, you know, of course, when I came in last year, there wasn't a lot of prep time. You know, I, if you remember, I got here on a Tuesday, watched practice Wednesday and Thursday, and got on the team playing Friday and went and called the Jets game on Saturday. And so, to me, the thing that impressed me is with Mike Keith and that the whole crew upstairs, you know, Brad Willis, Rhett Bryan, Philip Noel, Jonathan Hutton, the whole crew, as tight as they work together and as efficient as they are, I mean, it was like a well-oiled coaching staff. It really was. That impressed me. The other thing that, that uh, I really enjoyed is how much the people listen and enjoy what you say. And that really, really blew me away my first year here because the first thing, of course, Mike Keith loves to do the games with the windows open and it's awesome because you're right there in it. You get a feel, you're into the game. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like being on the sideline and, and that to me, you know, I've been in over 600 NFL games and once you get that feel of the, of the atmosphere of what's going on, but to see people in the stands with their headphones on, listening to your calls and they turn around giving you thumbs up, you can feel that to me, I mean, I had no idea that that went on like that. And then the reception just in the city itself, when you're talking with people, this is, a, this is, this is important. And, and I just, that's why I, I take it very seriously. And I'll just, say this you and I know I mean preparing for games last year you and I would sit and watch tape we you know I grinded tape last year getting ready for this aspect of it just as if I were game planning we did it we did it together you can sit and watch and to me the preparation and what goes into it and everything that you guys do the production of it all of that stuff is just like a coaching staff it's just like a team and when you have a good team, then you have a good atmosphere. And with a good atmosphere, you get good results. That's why I wanted to come back and do it, because I was impressed with the way everybody is so professional in what they do. And plus, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, we try to have a lot of fun, as much fun as we can. Well, I've never had a problem having fun, Amy. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've never had a problem having fun. Well, and you have a familiarity with the Titans, obviously. You were a coach here for a number of years. Does that help you in getting ready for games and in preparing, having a familiarity with this team, this organization, where they've come from and where they're going? You know what? I wouldn't have come to do it anyplace else because the eight years that I coached here, I loved I love this organization. I love the city. And then, you know, the, as I said, the front office, the people that are still here, you know, of course, Amy Adams Strunk was not here when I was here. Kenneth was. I knew Kenneth, but, you know, Steve Underwood, Stuart Spears, you know, Vin Marino, all of those guys that I, I knew what the leadership was in this building. I loved my time here in, in Nashville. I mean, it was outstanding. And, and, and I had some opportunities to do other things last year, but when this opportunity came up, I agreed to do it and jumped on it just because of what you said. I, I really like this organization. And then when I got back and saw even how much more it had improved and where it was going and the feeling that you get in it, I mean, I'm so glad I made that decision and I'm really happy to be back doing this. But to answer your question, if I had not been familiar with this, I wouldn't have chosen to come back here because I had some other places to go. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the preparation and how much work goes into getting ready for a game. As someone who has been a part of so many NFL games as a coach, 
has the way that you watch tape or the way that you watch a game or even watch practice changed when you're trying to get ready to call a game? It really hasn't. It really hasn't because, and that's a, that's a great question, but I mean, you and I have sat and watched film and the thing that, and I'll just give you a little shout out here, you and Ashley Farrell both, you guys were, were, were great students last year of learning what's going on because once you understand the rhyme and the reason for things, football is a simple sport, but it's a very detailed sport. And once you understand the details, it opens up so much more to you. And that's what I try to, uh, to get across to our listeners every game day is let them know what's going on without getting so technical that you don't, I mean, you have to enjoy it. It's fun. But at the same time, when I watch, and, and we watched it together a lot, when I get ready, I'm getting ready just as if I were putting together an offensive, a defensive, and a special teams game plan, because then it helps you anticipate things. And you know what I'm talking about, because you know we've talked about it. And when you really sit down and grind tape and look at it, I don't know of any other way to get prepared and do it. Do it. I really don't. And it, it was so much fun, and I think we can even do a better job this year. Have you got your tape machine ready? I've got my tape machine ready. I've got my clicker ready to go, and yeah, I've were, been practicing right, that's with good. the button pushing. Because you were when you first started out <laughs> with the with the rewind, you first started out with the rewind, very sketchy. Well, it's very, tough. Very, There's six buttons on the remote. You're trying to be fast. It's hard work, no, Coach. You have to be fast because uh -huh. what did I tell you? I, on defense and on offense. A slow, correct decision is wrong, but you got really good at it at the end of the year. You know, I tried to. You are actually a very intense person to watch film with, and I would assume it's because somewhere in the middle of watching tape, you forget that I am not a player, and so we just start yelling. And it's good. I learned a lot. Sometimes my, my ears were smoking by the end of it. <laughs> Amy, I was never yelling at you. <laughs> I was never yelling at you. Just you, about me. <laughs> just, just about you. You are one of the, you, you, the thing that I really, and again, I'm serious, I really appreciated about you and about Ashley. You guys wanted to learn, and you did learn. And that's, that's to me, and again, as a coach, you know, for 40 plus years, what you are as a coach, boil down to it, you're a teacher. And when you really enjoy teaching is when your students really want to learn. And that was a lot of fun last year with you guys. And, and plus, I mean, you could see, I mean, I hope that you could too. You know, I could see just the growth in you watching tape mm -hmm. because we'd go week to week to week and start looking. And then all of a sudden it'd be, Coach Mack, it looks to me like they're, I said, there you go. Now we're going. And then once you got the buttons down, we were cooking, <laughs> we were cooking with butane. So for people who want to, start watching games with a little bit more of a analytical eye, we'll say. What is something that just a casual fan should focus on when they are watching a game? Let, let, let's say this. If you're watching an NFL football game, the first thing that I would say to learn is learn what the personnel groups are. Because the National Football League is such a personnel matchup business. And so if you know what type of personnel is in the game, you get a pretty good idea of what defenses are going to try to do, and you can get a good idea of what offenses are trying to accomplish. And when we say that, and again, let's you know talk about, because there's only, you know, we started this out, I mean, to really to be able to coach defense or play defense, I would always tell my players, you have to be able to count to five. And once you can count to five, because there's five eligible on every snap, and 
how the way the type of personnel that offenses deploy with those five people tells you a lot of what goes on. It also tells you a lot of how the defense is going to match up. That tells you a lot about the type of game you're getting ready to watch. So, Coach, when people come out to training camp, are there things that they should be paying extra attention to? What is Coach Matt going to have his eye on at training camp? I have gone, I go back a lot of years with this offense, trying to defense this offense when Mike Shanahan first introduced it into the league. And then to have watched it evolve over the years, I'm very excited to watch this because I think that Marcus Mariota is the perfect, perfect guy. To, to run this type of offense. And I've got a great amount of respect for Matt LaFleur because there's a, there's a group of young coaches in this league that are implementing this, this offense that it is so important that it's taught correctly and it's taught right. Matt LaFleur, it, to me, is one of the rising young stars offensively. I think it's a perfect match. I'm going to be very – I'm really looking forward to watching it, and it's going to take time. It's not an automatic get. But, again, the job that Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and Greg Olson did last year with the Rams and bringing Jared Goff and that offense from which was the worst offense in the league scoring-wise to the top scoring offense in the league in one season and one offseason, tremendous job. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. And, of course, with a, you know, with, with a, with a new coaching staff, you know, what, what I like to see, and, and you can already see it. You can see it during the OTAs. You can, you can tell it just by the atmosphere here. There's an immediate buy-in by these players with what's going on. I've got immense respect for these coaches on this staff. I love Mike Vrabel as a, as, as a player, and then I love the way that he's come up through the coaching ranks. You know, I, I, I coached Ron Rivera for seven years in Chicago, and Ron, all the time that he was playing, was a very dedicated player, but at the same time, you could tell that he was planning on being a coach. The questions that he asked, the preparations that he made, that's important. And then plus, Ron Rivera was willing to start out at the bottom, no matter to work his way up. That's the way Mike Vrabel was too. There was no job too small for him in the coaching world. And after being a very successful player, to me, those types of guys that go into coaching that are willing to learn it from the bottom up, I love them. And I think, I think, I think that hire of Mike Vrabel by John Robinson and Amy Adams Strunk was a home run. This is a good match. With a new coaching staff, obviously they've worked with the players through the offseason program, OTAs, mini camp, that kind of thing. Training camp is really when those bonds are built, though. That's when the chemistry develops, correct? The, yeah, well, they've, you know, they, they were learning each other during this time, and they were also learning, you know, when with, with the way the CBA is set up now, when you have your, your different phases in the offseason, once you start introducing, and I've been on staffs that have been brand new in this CBA, you know, type of atmosphere, you introduce in phase two because you have your meetings, all right? In phase three, you introduce it again and you put it on the field. And then training camp is when you get it for the third time, but then you start to narrow it down because now you're putting your team together. And so the, the players are already acclimated to the coaches, the type of drills they're going to run, what they are going to expect technique-wise. You know, there's three, there's three different technique coaching phases that you go through with a player. You go through individual positional techniques. Then the next phase is, is you go through scheme techniques that are, that are uh, 
particular to the scheme you're running. And then the final thing you go through is game plan techniques. They are, they are right now, they've already implemented their personal techniques, their scheme techniques. They will sharpen during this training camp period. And then they'll get into their scheme techniques during the season. And just knowing the type of coach that Mike Vrabel is and who Dean Pease is and knowing the, the, the individual techniques will never be left behind, though. There will always be during this whole season, I would bet you, times during every practice where they will still keep these individual techniques sharpened because those are the things, as the season wears on, if you don't do that week to week to week, pretty soon that starts to fade a little. And your, your better coaching staffs, they always stay with some technique throughout the season. This staff will do that. Training camp is notoriously tough. Players don't exactly look forward to training camp because it's hard. It's hard work. It's a grind. It's hot. You're doing it all day long for almost a month on end. But that's almost by design, correct? You want this to be the toughest part? You know what, Amy? I've... I've been in this league long enough that I've seen it change so much. When I was first hired by Mike Ditka in 1986, we went to Platteville, Wisconsin for six weeks, twice a day, full pads every day. I mean, th that was a different world. That sounds worse. <laughs> no, it, it, no, it, it was a different world, but it wasn't as, it wasn't, it was the way, because I think, because that's what everybody did. I think what's going on now is a lot, is, is a lot smarter because it, 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 it's more tuned into getting your players not only ready physically and mentally, it's get, being able to get them healthy to the games, you know. And plus, nowadays, it's a different world. These players stay in such fantastic shape all year. I mean, back when I first started, I mean, guys would come to training camp to get in condition. I mean, it was a different world. It really was. Training camp now, one of the biggest grinds of training camp now is not only the physical aspect of it, because you're only, you're only in pads once a day. You can only practice like that once a day. Now, you've got two-a-day practices where you've got walkthroughs, you've got things that, I mean, it's all important. But the other grind on you is the mental part of it. Because I've seen, Amy, over my 30-plus years in this league, so many players that have bombed out of training camp, not because of lack of physical ability, because mentally they couldn't handle the grind. And so that's what's very important now, too. As a coach, what do you do to keep guys from bombing out like that? What do you do to keep it light? Well, it's not so much keep it light, but you have, they have to understand that there is an end to all of this that you're doing. I mean, there's a means to the end. They've got to trust what's going on. And at the same time, especially the young players, young players that come into this, Amy, you've been in the league long enough to know now, the, a first-year player, I don't care what type of ability they have, they are lost. It's like dropping a puppy out in the middle of the 101 <laughs> out there in L.A. Cars are coming every which direction, and they're going very fast. And it's not only on the field. It's in their life. You know, I mean, it's it's – and so – the biggest jump that players make is from the first year to the second year because now they're settled. They know what's coming. They're not, they're not, every day is not a brand new day for them. And so the first thing that you have to do is you have to have a real good group of veteran players that can help these younger guys understand, look, 
this may seem like it will never end and you don't it may seem like it's tedious at times but here is why we do this here is what goes on i think the environment a lot of times makes a big big difference uh but you have some people that really just can't handle the pressure i mean it was kind of like you with that clicker early on put a <laughs> lot of pressure on you early you started to crack but you've came through it and now aren't you happy you did look at me i'm a veteran now look at you now <laughs> It seems like the Titans locker room is one that's really set up well to have that kind of environment that you would need. There are a lot of veteran players who are actually willing to help the guys below them and not necessarily box them out. Well, which happens sometimes. No, no, it absolutely happens. But I think that all starts with the type of players that you bring in. Mm-hmm. And I think John Robinson, and again, I, I, I could not be more impressed with what he's done as a general manager. A general manager and a uh, Scouting group. I mean, scouting players is one thing. Rating them is one thing. Putting them on a, on a board is another thing. But understanding when the draft starts, how your rankings fit with what's going on in the draft, what your rankings fit in with what the league is going to do, and how to work a draft, that's something that not everybody can do. Last year, John Robinson was immaculate doing that. I love watching that. But he's very specific about the type of people that he has working for him. And they he's very specific about the type of people that he wants to bring in here. That's why I think he and Mike Vrabel are in such good lockstep. And that's important because once you know what type of person you want to bring as a coach into your locker room culture, and if you continue to add those types of people in, then they can bring along the people that you have. This is a solid locker room. This, is, this locker room is a mentally tough locker room, which is a big, big part of being successful. Coach, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been a coach for a while. When did you know in your life that you wanted to get involved in coaching? I didn't. You didn't? No, you know, I grew up, and of course, you know, I was, I, mean, I grew up in West Texas, so I was done football my whole life, and I was that kid that was eight and nine years old, laying on the dummies in the field house during the summer, and I mean, when you grow up in West Texas, out there in Friday Night Lights, that's what you do, and so, and I was fortunate enough to be, a, to have been a good enough player to have scholarship offers, went to TCU, got a tremendous education, played some great ball in the Southwest Conference for four years. And then when I when I graduated, you know, I I didn't really know. My grandfather was in the oil business in West Texas. I have a business degree. I thought I was probably going to go back out there and do that. But the athletic director at TCU at the time said, if you will help us coach the freshman team, we'll pay for your graduate school. And so I said, that's all right. That's a good gig. We'll, we'll try that. Well, I started doing that, and then they started putting me on the road recruiting. And I could recruit because, you know, I had no problem, you know, going into anywhere and meeting anybody and, and telling somebody how, you know, good a place TCU was and bringing them back. So, I mean, I got a... I'm doing that for two years as a graduate assistant going to graduate school, and then I get a call from Battle Ole Mizzou There you go, Amy. In 1975, (laughs) they had a head freshman job open, and they said, would you be interested in coming here and doing this? You know, I was 24, 25 years old, and I went, sure. So I went up there, and I mean, from there, it just, I mean, the next year, I'm the secondary coach at the University of Missouri, and then it went from there. And so I loved football. I loved doing it, but to 
I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say this is all I ever wanted to do, mm -hmm. but I knew this. This is what I love doing. And once I got into it, I mean, come on. I mean, it's been a great, great life. And then this part of it, I mean, here we are again, but it was... It wasn't something that was planned, but it was something, it's something that was very much appreciated, I promise you. It's a grind, though. I mean, the coaching life is not always an easy one. What keeps you coming back for more? You love it. I mean, you absolutely love doing it. I mean, it's just like you. You love doing this. Uh -huh. I mean, you, I mean, you, you, I mean and it, you've got a passion for it because, especially when you're starting out in anything, you have to be willing to do whatever you need to do to learn the business. But at the same time, if you're doing something that you truly love to do, and I think you can't fake that. Sooner or later, there's times are going to get tough enough in anything that you're doing that if you really don't enjoy it, you can't fake it. It's you know you're going to be done with it. To I love doing this. I love I, I love football. I love the interaction with people. I love the competition. I loved getting ready. I like the adrenaline push for three hours out there. I mean that whole thing. I mean my career. I mean I couldn't. I mean. I've interviewed for three head jobs in this league. I've gotten two of them. I mean, I was head coach of the Bears for six hours and didn't know it for three. I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got so many stories in me. I've got a group, two, three groups right now that want me to do a book. I mean, come on. I mean, I grew up in a small town in West Texas, and for me to have come where I've come because of football, how can I not love it? Man, you could write a pretty compelling book, too, I'm sure. I've got people that want me to do that right now. I'm not through with this business because I'm going to, when I do the book, I'm going to do it like I do everything else in life. I'm going to tell the truth. And sometimes when you tell the truth, some people have problems with it. Huh. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> well, uh, as long as my name doesn't pop up in that no, book. No, <laughs> you'll be good. So far, so far, you're part of the chapter. You're good. Oh. You're good. Okay. We, we, we're still working on it, though. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Coach, in all of your experience, you've had a lot of interaction with some pretty phenomenal players. Are there some that stick out to you as guys that you enjoyed coaching the most? Not necessarily the best athletes on the field, but the guys that you enjoyed teaching the most. Well, I mean, start out with, I mean, my first experience in this league, my first guy was Mike Singletary. It's a good place to start. I mean, it was a tremendous place to start. I mean, it was outstanding. I mean, I had Mike Singletary. I had Ron Rivera. I mean, those guys were real, real people. I mean, that whole group I started out with with the Bears was amazing. You know, I, I, I had Aeneas Williams at the Cardinals, who is one of the best human beings in the world, you know, much less being a Hall of Fame player. I mean, those, you know, just a tremendous... When I coached here, I coached some tremendous, tremendous human beings here. I can start rattling off the guys that I've been around here. Keith Bullock's one of my favorite people ever because, I mean, when I came here with Keith, I mean, he was, he was getting close to, to all, being making his breakthrough in the league, and he was, he was a wonderful player. David Thornton, you know, who I coached here, who's now the, you know, the player programs director at the Indianapolis Colts, a wonderful human being. I've, had, I've been blessed with so many people. I've been involved with six Hall of Famers, but even guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame, I mean, I can go through the list. I mean, I've got a couple of guys on this staff here. You know, Tyrone McKenzie, I, I never coached Ty. I've always had a very close eye on him. We were very close to drafting him that draft year that when we took Gerald McGrath here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I tried to hire 
Tyrone twice. Uh, you know, got him involved in the in in the Bill Walsh program. He, what a tremendous uh, human being. Rob Moore uh, on this staff. Now, Rob played for me in Arizona. One of the best people I've ever been around, and also one of the most exciting players I've ever been around. Uh, did, did you know? Have you ever have you ever watched the the movie? Uh, show me the money. What's the What's the name of it? Oh, Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Maguire. Yeah, you know with they, Tom Cruise. They filmed part of that at, at, at our facility there in Arizona when we were out there. Really? No, it was cool. It was so cool. So I was there, you know, doing all that. Well, the the game scenes are the Cardinals Cowboys game scenes, and footage. Uh, you know, Tidwell wore eighty five. Well, Rob Moore was in the movie doing. I mean, so I've done some stuff, but Rob, Rob Moore and I went door to door on a Saturday before the game, before the vote for that new stadium that's sitting out there in Arizona. Rob Moore, myself, and Jake Plummer on a Saturday before the game. We played the Washington Redskins on a Sunday before the vote on Tuesday. We went door to door at 8 o'clock in the morning soliciting votes with a camera crew. Uh, so... Yeah, I've got a real affinity for those kind of guys, too. We've got to talk about this Jerry Maguire thing. How in oh, the was, world oh, cool. did it, that come to be? How did that come to fruition, even? Why well, Arizona? That, that's where they wanted, they, they, wanted, they wanted to use the facility. They wanted, to, they, they, they wanted it to be, you know, about that team. Not, only, not so much that team. They wanted it to be in that region, that area they were there for two weeks we gave them our, our our facility for two weeks it was so cool amy i'm telling you i'm i'm down there with now that was cuba gooding jr's kind of coming out thing so i was you know there in our locker room with him with tom cruise and with and uh, paula abdul was there paula abdul was a choreographer for all of the end zone dances and stuff that we Seriously? went through for two weeks it was so cool it was a lot of fun i mean it was so much fun being around that for two weeks and just watching you talk about something interesting of course i just spent two years out there in la you know and around that stuff and you 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 talk about behind the scenes stuff when a movie's being made it was fun it was so much fun for two weeks did you get to be like on the set while they're oh yeah we were there in the locker and we were i'll tell you a story they have they have uh you know and i got to know you know some of the people doing it when they're setting up and doing what they call blocking scenes, mm-hmm. you know, they need people to stand in that are, you know, to kind of block in and see, you know, of course I was, you know, around there all the time. And so they, Coach Mack, would you want to stand in so we can block and see where they, well, sure. I mean, I, it was so much fun. I mean, and, it, and then to watch it. And then when you watch the movie, you're going, whoa. Yeah. It's fascinating. You're so Hollywood, oh, Coach yeah. Mack. I yeah, had no idea. That's the first thing people think about when they think about Coach Max Hollywood, I'm sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> but you have had a lot of experiences off the football field. Awesome. I mean, you've been involved in some pretty cool things. No, no. And that, it goes back to the whole football thing. You know, growing up in a small town in West Texas and, 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 and evolving to here. That's why, I mean, I'm so appreciative of everything I've had. And I hope that comes through when we're doing our broadcast and talking, you know, to the people, you know, and with the people. I love, I love doing that because I really, you know, I, I realize how fortunate I've been and I realize, you know, what a blessing it's been for me to be able to do this. And some of the, my greatest moments in this league are 
being able to bring those people that I grew up with, family, friends that would have never an opportunity to do this. And hopefully that's what we can do on the broadcast is bring people in to what's going on. That's why I love this city. That's why I like going out and doing things with the fans and being involved. You know, I mean, it, it because that's important because everybody that, I mean, fans are what make this work. Really, I mean, I mean, it really is. I mean, and I, again, as I say, I've been so blessed, I mean, to, to be in some of the places I've been and, and, and I've made friends for life. I made a lot of friends for life here in Nashville for eight years and hopefully I'm still making some more. What's left on your bucket list? What haven't you done that you would like to do? Haven't been on a team that's won a Super Bowl. Well, let's do that. Yes, and that's, again, that's why I say, to me, that, that to me, in all of these years, and I've been close so many times with so many great teams, that's why, you know, to understand the grind and, and, the, and what it takes to do that, uh, I still want to be a part of that. Well, if you hang around here long enough, well, I'm gonna, maybe. I know, well, hopefully they'll let me hang around a while. Uh, let's get that done. You ready for Titans football? You ready to get this thing started? Yes, let's go. I'm ready to start watching more film with you and Ashley. That's what I'm ready to do. I've I'm, got it ready. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see how much work y'all have done in the off season. I mean, I, you and Ash. I want to be sure you and Ashley hadn't just been hanging out on on the beach for three months. Well, okay. Well, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get things figured out. Coach Mac, it is so, so good to have you here. So good to have you back. And uh, I'm ready to get going. Amy, thanks for having me. This is great. Can't, can't wait to get started. All right, everybody. This has been the OTP. Coach Mac, one of our greatest guests yet. And the next time we see you guys, it is going to be training camp time. There will be football back here at St. Thomas Sports Park. And we will see you then. For Coach Mac, I'm Amy Wells. And this has been the OTP.